Hi, this is episode 39 of K. Ray Reads to You. Today we have part 3 of chapter 14 of Absolute Zero by Helen Cresswell. Mr. Sugden now turned his attention from the apathetic Zero and looked at Mr. Bagthorpe instead. You aren't casting aspersions, I hope, he said belligerently, on my rightful ownership. That's right, agreed Mr. Bagthorpe. I am. He doesn't know you, put in Jack. You can tell he doesn't. Not to be expected after all this time, countered the visitor. He'll soon come round, won't you, Cuddles, old chap? Stop calling him that, will you? snapped Mr. Bagthorpe. At this point, Grandma stepped in. I can read you, sir, she addressed herself to Mr. Sugden, like an open book, I fear. Oh, yes, madam, he returned. "'aggressively enough, though with a slightly hunted air, "'confronted as he now was by the entire Bagthorpe menage "'in a solid phalanx. "'You have read,' Grandma told him, "'of the animal's unprecedented rise to fame. "'You have read the accounts, grossly exaggerated, I might say, "'of the large sums of money he earns. "'You have also read that he appeared in our garden as a stray. "'I think we can all put two and two together.' "'You are quite mistaken,' replied Mr. Sugden. "'I recognized his picture, certainly. "'He hasn't changed a whisker. "'My wife broke down and cried when she saw him on the telly.' "'If you are claiming ownership,' put in Tess, surprisingly, "'presumably you will not object to establishing that ownership "'by answering a few pertinent questions. "'Perhaps, for instance, you can tell us what is his favorite food.' Uh, "'Well, yes.' "'Mr. Sugden appeared slightly shaken.' "'It's been a long while, of course. Difficult to remember, but yes, I think I can. Liver.' "'A fair guess,' said Mr. Bagthorpe. "'Wrong!' crowed Mrs. Fosdyke triumphantly. "'Garlic sausage!' "'He never had that at our house,' blustered Mr. Sugden. "'We never go in for foreign stuff.' <laughs> "'That dog would eat toadstools if they had a sprinkle of garlic on them,' continued Mrs. Fosdyke. "'pressing her advantage with the ruthlessness of a seasoned prosecution counsel. "'And he must have got the taste for it somewhere.' "'Can he, for instance,' interposed William smoothly, "'fetch sticks when they are thrown?' "'Of course he can,' Mr. Sugden immediately regained confidence. "'All dogs can fetch sticks.' "'Good morning, Mr. Sugden,' said Mr. Bagthorpe with an air of finality. "'Mrs. Fosdyke will see you out.' "'Now, just a minute.' Mr. Sugden was advancing now, fumbling in his jacket-pocket. "'Take a look at this. What about this, then?' He was waving a photograph. Mr. Bagthorpe stepped forward and snatched it, and the rest crowded round. It showed a modern bungalow, Mr. Sugden and a woman who was presumably his wife, and sitting in the foreground, doleful and unmistakable, Zero himself. "'Well?' It was Mr. Sugden's turn to sound triumphant. The others were still staring disbelievingly at the photograph and trying to find some point of dissimilarity between the dog in the foreground and Zero himself. Jack could not believe his eyes. He knew quite certainly and instinctively that Zero had never lived with this man and been called Cuddles and fetched sticks. Yet there he was. Jack was bewildered and at the same time suddenly chilled. The photograph looked like proof. Anyone who did not know Zero as Jack did would surely say that it was proof. Well, Mr. Sugden had his thumbs in his waistcoat now, 
and it was easy to see how he lost buttons. "'Give it me,' came Rosie's voice. She took the photograph, held it away from her, then near, half squinting her eyes with a professional air. "'It's a fake,' she announced, finally. "'It's trick photography. Someone has used one of the publicity photos of Zero and superimposed it on another negative.' "'Now look here!' Mr. Sugden made to snatch the photograph away, but Rosie deftly swooped it out of reach. "'It's easy, actually,' she continued with the utmost self-possession. "'I could do it myself.' "'Oh, Rosie!' Jack wanted to hug her, but knew she would not thank him to. "'If this is going to be your attitude,' blustered the visitor, "'I'm not at all sure I want the dog.' "'Good,' said Mr. Bagthorpe. "'and I'm not sure that I'm not going to prefer charges for fraudulent impersonation. "'Hadn't you better leave before I come to a decision?' "'Mr. Sugden, who was now interestingly red in the face, "'moved quickly and reached the front door even before Mrs. Fosdyke, "'though she was there in time to give it a thoroughly satisfying slam behind him. "'Rosie, darling, how clever of you!' exclaimed Mrs. Bagthorpe. "'Fancy your detecting that the photograph was a fake!' "'I didn't,' she replied simply. "'I guessed. But I was right, wasn't I?' "'That hound,' Mr. Bagthorpe was eyeing Zero with all his old weariness, "'has been nothing but trouble since the day he came. "'Why, in the name of heaven, didn't we let him go while we had the chance? "'Must have been a brainstorm. All that fruit juice.' "'Jack, bending to pat Zero to hide his emotion, heard this, but did not believe it. He could never again quite believe the things his family said about Zero. It seemed to him that this day had been the most triumphant of Zero's life, more of a landmark even than the day he was discovered by buried bones. "'They stood by you in your hour of need,' he told Zero exultantly, later in the privacy of his room. "'Every one of them, even Grandma, even William, they would have fought for you to the death. Just you remember that old chap.' He was going to have to, of course. The Bagthorpes, Zero's future secured, reverted at once to their former stances, and Mr. Bagthorpe would often, in years to come, refer bitterly to the day when he had the chance of ridding himself of Zero and passed it by. On one of those occasions Jack reminded him that he had fought as hard as anyone to keep Zero, but he denied it. "'I was simply testing the fellow out,' he maintained. "'That might be the most mutton-headed, non-productive hound that ever went on four legs.' "'but it was the least I could in all conscience do. "'I am a humane man, I hope, and a fair one.' "'Jack did not reply to this, but was, for once, "'actually inclined to believe that it might be true. Be true. "'And that's the end of Chapter 14 of Absolute Zero. "'See you next time.'